Flippin' Podcast of all time. This is Champs in the Making. Where we have made a bracket of every Pokemon that has ever existed and are putting them up in battles head-to-head. One-on-ones to scientifically find out the best Pokemon. Every two weeks, we gather up an assortment of hosts from the Orange Groves. And cut a bloody path through the Pokedex. Come listen to me defend the rights of crustacean-based Pokemon. Olga is a perfect little baby, and I will not stand for anything else. Deciduize the best fucking Pokemon because he looks like Robin Hood. Shout some about why your favorite Pokemon is the best. Put them forward and insult Ambipom every two weeks, only on the Orange Groves. Uh, Puchina is the best, and my friends already knocked Mightyena out, which I'm sad about. So now we're truly just living on the edge. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks I fail to solve an ARG, and Marn tells me what I should have done instead. <laughs> That's true, and this week we are continuing our coverage on Must Love Robots, and maybe even finishing it, question mark? Maybe not, we'll see. Ooh. We'll see what happens. Okay, okay. Sounds good. I uh, When we start ARGs, I have no idea how long they go. So there's normally a part at like <laughs> a little behind the scenes for the audience. Uh, usually like an hour and a half into the first episode, I go, so are we getting close to an end or is this going to be a <laughs> two-parter or what are we doing here? <laughs> so exciting. Uh, well, cool. Let's uh, get into Must Love Robots. Uh, but before we do, um, we got a question that came in on Twitter it's very important. Marn, um, Ancient Chaos wrote in and said, since this podcast is the beast at home, uh, what would some other ARGs at home be like? I want to tweak that question a little bit. If you had to Swede an ARG, <laughs> what would you want to Swede and what would, and how would you do it? Oh, boy. I think if I had to pick one with a big budget that I would want to Swede, it would be Art of the Heist. Mm-hmm. Because that seems like a fun one to do on like not a five million dollar budget <laughs> yeah when you can't go around just giving out cars to your players what does that arg become <laughs> yeah exactly like how do you replicate the experience of breaking into a car maybe you have them break into your car <laughs> right you're just <laughs> the clues like for this next task i need you to break into this car to be clear the back window is unlocked. Please break in through that way and no other methods. Yeah. For the love of God, if anything breaks, I will have it up to here with my insurance company. So please do not. <laughs> also, if my insurance company is out there, I am not encouraging people to break into my own car. And then, like, what do you do instead of sending your players to, like, E3 and Coachella? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just... You just like buy them it just, tickets. It's like a small meetup. <laughs> yeah, you buy them tickets to like a concert in somebody's backyard. <laughs> you do still have you get to get invited to like a local convention that's like <laughs> like the Internet Retailers Association convention, uh, which is a convention I've been to, and it is exactly as sexy as it sounds. You do still have to, like, stage a fight, though. That's really important, I think. <laughs> Gonna get into a fight with the guy from Salesforce. <laughs> oh, boy. 
I think you I think I think you got it in one. I think yeah. that one I'm trying to think of what other like big, big budget ones would be good sweeted. Um I just, I just really want to see someone pull off stuff on like the art of the highest level without having like a five million dollar ad budget. Just like I, do art of the heist with like two thousand dollars or less. Exactly. I also really like the idea of uh, we're gonna do cor- like the same kind of corporate espionage uh-huh. level, um, but like instead of it being a big company like Audi, it's like all right, uh, my small retailer is having issues with stolen merchandise, uh, and I guess they left clues. <laughs> 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 a stereo's gone missing from my electronics store. Where'd it go? <laughs> what does Janet from HR have to do with it? Oh my if you want to catch Janet, she works here part-time. She's from a contract HR company, so you're going to have to come every other Thursday at <laughs> 5. God, Art of the Heist also had, like, filmed stuff in it, too. Yeah, we could film our own Roger Murder thing. Because I That's will say, true. part of the thing that made Art of the Heist stand out was that the, the filmed stuff they did felt doable. That is true. Sometimes you watch videos from an ARG and you go, wow, there's no way that, like, like uh, the Cloverfield ones, you're just like, it's a good thing this is for, like, a big budget movie. Yeah. Not a big budget, but, like, if it's a movie getting made, it's got a budget, you know? Um, but like, good thing this is from a movie who has like a VR team that they could put this together. Um, for me, it would be done in MS Paint. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is definitely photographic proof that a monster is attacking New York City, and like, it's just my MS Paint drawings of a building, and then a note at the bottom that was like, "Please, I don't have a budget, and I don't know how Photoshop works. Please just pretend for the sake of kayfabe <laughs> that this is a photograph." <laughs> You that's how your... actually that's how i would do an arg every 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 so quote, quote unquote photograph in the arg looks like it was drawn in chalk zone oh my god rudy edit... had his magic chalk and put together an arg for me you edit all the the videos in the windows movie maker with like star wipes and shit <laughs> hey hold on a second someone's uh coming to my door real quick give me just a second yeah Oh, 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 thank you. Oh, my God, I didn't realize. Oh, um, great. That's awesome. Thank you so much. All right, bye. Hey, uh, someone just gave me an award for making the first <laughs> Chalk Zone reference in four years. <laughs> that was wild. I didn't even know they were checking for that. Uh, you mean you don't think about Chalk Zone constantly all the time, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I've started being medicated for ADHD and my third eye has opened up. I remember my childhood again. Listen, as an artist, I'm constantly I constantly have the Rudy, you gotta draw something in the back of my head at all times. <laughs> The uh, I once for uh, for um, podcast minds. I once started an episode by singing "Do you want to make a podcast?" to Riley, and now <laughs> it gets stuck in my head. Anytime I start to record a podcast, I'm trapped in my own prison. Oh no, I'm so sorry. We're getting wildly off topic. So what do you say we get into uh, talking about must love robots? Um, our favorite rom-com about dating robots. Yeah, let's do it. So last time 
Where we left off. Uh, so if you don't know the plot of this one, honestly, just go back and listen to the last episode. Like I'm, I'm it's not got everything. Your, I'm not going to hold your hand here. Uh, but where we left- <laughs> <laughs> the gloves are coming off. Martin doesn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> it's time for my bilfs. So where we left off uh, last time is, oh, the Rickroll was pretty close to where we left mm-hmm. off. The players got into a page that they needed to like watch the Rickroll video to get the password of, and they found a letter from Carol Cold Oil, who owns like the robot dating uh, site, Robot Friend Finder, who was like, hey, I want to use the characteristics that we're like testing people for on this website in order to... Uh, connect uh, or collect data on all of these different robots and i've uh added it to the terms of service but people aren't going to read it and if they do uh it doesn't matter because like facebook is collecting the same data on people anyway so we'll just like say i'm sorry and they won't care um right they're like we're gonna be a shitty company but it's fine because they're all shitty companies and so we know now that uh, that Robot Friend Finder is collecting all of this data on the robots who are using it for apparently nefarious purposes. Okay. We also know that uh, the number 36 is important because there are 36 characteristics that Robot Friend Finder tests for. Um, and also the the pastor pastor ludd i think he put up a gospel on his like anti-robot church website that was like oh there are 36 disciples who have to put their lives on the line for the church okay and people were speculating that maybe tim is connected to one of these two plots because during like the the in-person meetup date he was talking about the number 36 okay that's right i remember him saying 36 a lot in episode or in in different stuff yeah and people are like oh maybe this is like foreshadowing maybe tim is like evil or maybe they were just like trying to tell us that the the number 36 is important okay oh and so the the next thing that the players find is that uh the the new gospel from the pastor has a hint uh, to find um, another personal directory page on the website. Personal directory uh, belongs to Johnny, who I believe is one of the AIs. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So on his personal page, it looks a lot like the security page that people had seen on uh, Robot Friend Finder. Uh, which had been from that site's AI lug nut. Um, and people were like, oh, this is very similar. This is very weird. Maybe they're the same person. Um, and they found a comment in the source code that said, glad you found my message. Got to work harder at covering my tracks. Going to have to encrypt everything from here on out. Don't want them to find me again. Don't know what they do to me this time. I hid the link in the back. Trying to keep her out of this, but Ram is there to lend a hand if you need it. Good luck deciphering it. Um, and then a okay. link to a passworded Vimeo video. Um, for people who listened to the last episode a long time ago and forgot, uh, Lugnet was the Robot Friend Finder uh, website AI that was keeping everything running. Also kind of managed, I think, like the robot porn website, Mabilfs. 
and had a romance right. going on with the Mabilf, like, robot sex advice person, uh, Ram, and was shut right. down by Carol Coldoil, and then, like, Lugnut 2.0 was added to the site instead. I know that I said this in the last episode, but I love that everyone in this game has a name that sounds like a Saturday yeah, morning cartoon. Yeah, it's pretty good. We got Lugnut, Carol Coldoil, Johnny, uh, Ram Savage, just a bunch of, just a A-plus group of names. So, so yeah, so they get this passworded Vimeo link uh, talking about hiding a link in the background, and they looked at the source code and they noticed that there was a GIF uh, referenced in there. Uh, that was hidden behind another GIF on the page. And that GIF, hmm. once they pulled it out of the source, had a bunch of encrypted text written over it. It was just a it was just a substitution cool. cipher, but apparently it was like a lot of text. And <laughs> it was a string of Isaac Asimov quotes. And they realized that what they had to do was they had to use the same substitution cipher that they had worked out and sub uh, the word Asimov into that cipher. And so then they uh, unlocked the video and they found out through the video that Lugnut had found out that uh, he could upload his memory to the God Hates Robot server. Um, okay. And, but like, before he was deactivated on the Robot Friend Finder site. Okay. Um, and so he then became, like, the quote-unquote webmaster who ran the site, who was, like, lying and being like, yeah, I'm a person. I run your website for you. <laughs> Definitely a human definitely hate robots <laughs> have never been ne- never been involved in robot porn i know you didn't ask that third one but like just wanted to be yeah. upfront about it um and they got a message from uh lugnet that said hi everyone it's me lugnet i managed to upload most of my memory to a server connected to the rff mainframe turns out it led to the god's hate robot servers that was the big secret i had the secret that cost me my body and nearly my life turns out rff and ghr are connected I'm not sure how exactly yet, but I'm glad to know that some of you are on my side. Lud doesn't know that I downloaded myself into the bot that runs his server yet. With any luck, he'll never figure it out. Guess my name is Johnny now. Gotta stay on the download for now, but I'm going to start an account for old Johnny Boy on RFF, pretending to be an AI looking for some love. If any of you want to contact me, send me a message there. I want to make extra certain that you are all on my side this time. I have no idea how that idiot cold oil found me out last time. As soon as I create it, send me a message on RFF. With your mailing address, I'll send out further instructions in the mail to the first five people whose addresses I receive. Viva la Robot Revolution. Johnny, a.k.a. Lugnut. Hell yeah. I love this. On one hand, I was about to say I love this cyber warfare between these two sites, but they're just the same people behind both of them, which is pretty true to our current world when it comes to a lot of this stuff. But uh, the idea that, like, Robot Friend Finder and... Oh, never mind. Bilf and Robot Friend Fire are the same site. For a second, I was thinking that it was the God Hates Robots site. Yeah, they're, so yeah, so um, we know that Robot Friend Finder and Mabilf are connected because they were all run by Lugnut. Right, but God Hates Robots is also connected. Yes, to Robot Friend Finder. So technically all three of them 
are connected. Okay, well now you get to make money off both sides of the argument. Perfect, good job. So people messaged Lugnut on Robot Friend Finder, and the first uh, five people who contacted are going to get stuff in the mail. Okay. Uh, they also got the, the locked video was a or they got like a secret video of pastor lud playing with like robot toys <laughs> right because he's a, a hypocrite he loves robots he just also loves talking about how much he hates them yeah i mean we have we have the clues that like he doesn't actually hate robots as much as as he mm-hmm. says he does okay and so then uh the first person who messaged uh johnny who is also lugnet uh, got a message that said, Hi guys, good to see you found my message. I saw you left addresses for me when you requested me as a friend, but as soon as I accepted your friend requests, I lost them. If I was still in charge of the site, I would have fixed that problem. Luckily, Lugnut Mark II is just a simple AI, a puppet that Cold Oil keeps on a short leash, so I think we'll be able to send messages in the RFF system without drawing too much attention. Send me your addresses again using the RFF message system. Ram is in this with us too. In fact, her and I had a conversation yesterday about all of this. I think she posted it on her server somewhere. Check the PDF I uploaded. She told me she was going to embed the clue in it. Okay, thanks again for all the help. It's nice to be alive again. Okay, well, good. I'm glad you're alive too. And so they were like, uh-oh, we got to check the, the PDF of the, like, Carol Coldoyle letter that we got. And people uh, checked over the PDF. They were like, oh, maybe there's, like, a message in the typos. Like, maybe there's other stuff that we missed. And they couldn't find anything. So they realized that uh, Mabilf had the hotline where you could, like, call and leave questions for Ram. And so someone called and kind of sneakily asked for help they were like hey uh i had a very close robot friend who recently passed away and i got an email from him recently and i want to believe that there's more to this email than what i'm reading uh and i don't know if robots can do deeper messages when they're dying do you have any advice i would really like if you could uh, help me find closure here. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So, so Ram doesn't know that. I guess doesn't know that Johnny exists, but doesn't know that Lugnut is still alive in a different server. I guess that's the right terminology. No, Ram. Ram knows that uh, that Lugnut is alive. This is the the players were asking Ram for help. Oh, in, okay. Like, a sneaky way. Got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they they the the players called like the sex hotline and they were like, "Hey, I we have like I have this letter from from my dead robot friend and I'd I'd like to believe that there's more here than what I'm seeing, but maybe you could help me out with that." <laughs> <laughs> uh and the response they got was basically like, "Hey, you you need to analyze the intent of the letter and maybe there are some layers that you can peel back and you have to like see beyond the surface and maybe talk to your friends about, about analyzing the written word. And they were like, all right, so that, that doesn't do a whole lot for us. Uh, but they, they kind of latched onto the layers thing 
Uh, and they open the letter in Photoshop and they realize that it had a secondary image like hidden behind the original letter. Okay. And it was an electrical engineering problem where they had to find the value of two voltmeters uh, and then add those values together and then supposedly use the answer to get to a custom bitly. Okay. But the only problem was that Nobody in none of the players of this arc knew how to do electrical engineering problems. (laughs) So they started passing it around on Twitter, trying to find someone who could solve it. God. And eventually one of them wrote a script to solve it for them. Lord. I mean, yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, that's the best way to go about it. Because I, I don't know how to do electrical engineering. It's just very funny that it was easier for them to write a script to solve the problem for them than to, like, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they, they got the bit.ly, uh, and it took them to... Uh, a page on Ram's uh, side of um, mabilf.biz. Okay. There is also an explanation here of how to actually solve the puzzle because, like, someone went back and actually learned or learned how to solve it or or was able to solve it. Uh, I'm not going to read it because I don't think I understand it at all. <laughs> Imagine being in a job interview for an electrical engineering position. And they're like, so how'd you get interested in electrical engineering? And you're like, all right, so... There's a game about robot porn, and we needed to solve a puzzle. And here I am now, because I just had to learn how to do it. Yeah. So the page they got uh, was on uh, on Ram's side of the website. It was moveviz slash ram slash restaurant.html. Uh, and it was a conversation between Ram and Lugna in a restaurant. And people were like, oh, weird. Is this like a virtual conversation or a real life conversation where they're like at an actual restaurant um uh and it's mostly uh lugnet being like hey i'm alive um they destroyed my body but i ran some scripts and i uh i embedded myself into like a low-level server that's connected to ours um and Ram says, were you followed? And Lugnet says, yeah, but their intentions are good, I hope. I've been leaving them breadcrumbs. Uh, you need to leave them this audio. <clears throat> uh, and they say, I love you to each other. And that's pretty much it. Um, and Ram also okay. tells the players that uh, Carol Cold Oil is going to release the new terms of service for Robot Friend Finder. Uh, that week, and that people should not accept them. Uh, and when they come out, uh, people should email him uh, at carolcoldoil at robotfriendfinder.com, uh, refusing the new terms of service, and start a protest thread on Robot Friend Finder uh, because uh, Ram and Lugnet think that it will make uh, Cold Oil back down from the new terms of service. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And then we get back to the dating plot a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I missed our friends. Yeah. Remember how this is like a rom-com arg about uh, (laughs) just some guys? 
Yeah, I missed our friends. What are they up to? How's Ollie doing? <laughs> Ollie's doing pretty good. So uh, Chuck makes a Tumblr post that's like a kind of summary of the Scrabble tournament that we talked about last time where they like invited uh, a bunch of the players to do a online Scrabble tournament with them. And so it was basically just supposed to be like, hey, remember us? Like, we're alive. We're relevant. <laughs> we matter. I promise. We exist in this narrative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and then uh, a new Tim and Ollie video <clears throat> uh, comes out. Uh, they talk about Ali is no longer depressed. Uh, they took Ali into the city and hung out and went shopping. And uh, Ali's just having a good time. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I like it when Ali's having yeah. a good time. I do too. And then uh, one player uh, has kind of gone off divergently and been uh, talking back and forth with Pastor Ludd uh, and basically okay. like playing double agent and being like, I don't like those robots either. I hate robots. <clears throat> and gets accepted as one of the 36 disciples. Okay. Uh, and Pastor Ludd uh, tells him he tells this person uh post larval is their username uh that they have to create a uniform with a badge that says one of the 36 and send in a photo so that the other disciples know who he is okay and so they they realize the the players are actually like supposed to be signing up to being to be the disciples like this is like an avenue that they can pursue in the game <laughs> yeah it's a wild direction to take it is a wild direction to take. <laughs> I'm cool. It's it's a cool direction as long as you're like taking them down from the inside instead of just being like, actually, yeah, fuck robots. <laughs> no, I don't understand metaphor. <laughs> it's just really funny that like they weren't really nudged in this direction, but one of the players kind of went off and was like, I'm going to pursue the religious zealot avenue of this arc. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and so they got they got this, like, huge wordy uh, email from Pastor Led about, like, oh, you've been called by God for this mission, and you're part of, like, the saviors of the human race. Uh, and we're going to set mankind back on the train tracks of life. <laughs> the train <laughs> tracks of life. All right. And about how Satan uses the robots. <laughs> nice. Okay. So we're joining the 36. There's that number again. We are indeed joining the 36. So, and so that same week, they get the new uh, Robot Friend Finder Terms of Service. Basically, what it is is that, like, uh, hey, we own all of the content that you upload now. Uh, we can share your information with other companies. Uh, and also, we can add and subtract whatever we want to the mainframes and memory banks of robots who violate these terms of service. Okay. Now there's something. <laughs> now there's something. 
hey folks, if you're signing up for a website and uh, one of the terms of use uh, says that they can get in and uh, rearrange your brain, uh, don't sign up for that website. This has been my my personal advice corner for the episode. Yeah, just generally don't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and and so down at the bottom of of this uh, terms of service thing, it actually shows them uh, the path to where the file was located on Carol Coldoyle's hard drive. And they find out that the file name for this is uh, termsofservice.doc and his directory name is C. Coldoil. And they are able from this to find his personal directory on Robot Friend Finder, also under C. Coldoil. They find his personal directory, which just has a link to his ringtone. Uh, like a little clip of his ringtone and they find a documents uh, directory which has links to the new terms of service a document that has all of his password hints in it and a passworded pdf of publicity photos okay Uh, and so they now have password hints uh, and usernames for mabilf members uh, which they had already mabilf admin which they had already his old RFF login, his new RFF login, uh, publicity photos, Lugnut access codes, and Lugnut Mark II access codes. Okay. And his uh, his hint for publicity photos is favorite musical artist pre-2000. And they looked on his Robot Friend Finder article. That he had a little favorite musical artist thing uh, that said his favorite musical artist was Bon Jovi, pre-2000. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, and so they, they were able to unlock the publicity shots uh, photo. I, I appreciate taking a, a shot in your ARG to be like, you know what we can do with this is also uh, take a little dunk on Bon Jovi while we're doing it. <laughs> Oh my god, these publicity photos exist. They are hosted on this website. Hold up. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) These are really good. Shoot these my Um, way. What are we looking at? Okay. Ooh, okay. So we got a couple couple little glamour shots looking good. One of them got his mouth full. That's not a great look. Uh, There's a shirtless uh, dancing around. Uh, one with a wine glass, and then one with an ominous-looking robot in the background. I'm not a fan of this one. I really... Who are you? Are you Lugnut? I really, really like Cool Hat 1. MTV or O Magazine would love this picture. Be sure to send it to them ASAP. <laughs> uh, everyone's favorite bigot. <laughs> That's what MTV and O Magazine are into. Oh, boy. All right. So we have these great pictures. What happens next? Uh, so they get these zany pictures. They uh, they also find out that uh, when, the, when, the, when the terms of service was originally uploaded, um, instead of saying that uh, the doc was hosted on robotfriendfinder.com, it said it was hosted on muchloverobots.com. And people were like, oh weird Hmm. uh maybe this is a connection to our our theory that tim might be evil uh and so uh and so they asked tim and tim was like weird i didn't realize carol cold oil was behind robot friend finder Uh, and then the link changed and people were like 
ah, maybe it was a mistake on the GM's part. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, good. I I don't want Tim to be evil. Tim loves his friend Ollie very much and wants him to find love, and I do not want that to be betrayed. Uh, they also found that the, the the photos had metadata uh, <laughs> that said, they all said, subject, I am an awesome person and I look really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually how I start most of my emails, so uh, I'm glad that I'm not alone. <laughs> Someone... um. Someone was telling me recently that they their strategy for writing emails is to start every single one with listen up fuckers and then they like go back and delete it later before that's, they actually send the email. That's a great strategy until one time that it isn't. Yeah, until the one time you forget. Dear boss, listen up fucker. I finished that report you wanted. Here you go. God. Regards, <clears throat> Andrew. And and uh, so the next thing that happens is they do get a Tim video uh, of his of his kind of video series where he like pitches ideas to companies, and his his new idea is a uh, automatic fish feeder. Okay, that definitely doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean it's better than his his tube taco idea. <laughs> oh, um. So yeah. So uh. So Tim uploads this video and is like, hey. Uh, you should make automatic fish feeders and pay me for my very good idea. I mean, he's not wrong. I can't argue with him. They should they should make automatic fish feeders. Good job. <laughs> Got a good note for you. But apparently this idea was like stolen from one of the ARG players. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's stolen from reality. That exists. Does it? Automatic fish feeders? That's got to be a thing that exists. Ah. Uh... Sorry, that's why I've been joking this whole time, because that has to exist, right? Something you can put into a, a fish tank, and then it just, like... Okay, they do exist, but did they exist when this ARG was made, or are they, like, new technology? Okay, they also have these, like... Okay, they have, like, a big block that you can put into your fish tank that lasts for, like, a couple days. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, then. I'm seeing a couple of these like food dispensers, but it looks like these are more like in the same way that when with a dog food, you get like a big bucket in the pantry that you put the dog food in and then you scoop that out into the bowl. It looks like this is just like that where you just like put the fish food in this and then it dispenses as much as you should feed in a day. And then you put that in the tank yourself. It's not a I'm seeing some automatic fish feeders, though. I feel like these have to have existed back when this came out. This doesn't feel like hot new technology. It's not powered by the blockchain. Okay. Okay, so probably it did exist. But I think I think mostly the joke was that like someone had pitched this idea in like the ARG group and it was stolen. <laughs> <laughs> uh and the next thing that happens is that uh Pastor Ludd starts a podcast. How dare he? <laughs> like an actual podcast on iTunes. Hell yes. God, uh, podcasting is great for ARG people. I'm just throwing that out into the world. Just it's a it's a feed goes out at certain dates. You can schedule them ahead of time. You can all you need is an MP3 file. Uh, it's easily downloaded by anyone that's listening. Just 
There are dedicated apps to it. It's a solid tool that more ARGs should uh, take advantage of. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> no, I agree. Hell yeah. What's this great thing that he's got in store? Uh, well, he is on the road, so he can't record videos, but he is now recording podcasts talking about why, uh, why robots want to, uh, uprise and what the robot uprising is going to be like. He also says he's recording this on a, on a cassette recorder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pastor Ludd says a lot of things that we shouldn't believe, so... That's he's just saying that's the people don't give him shit for using an actual electronic. Uh yeah, so his 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 podcast is uh him recording on a tape recorder in his car. Uh, to, like driving driving to these like robot anti-robot religious rallies and like talking about how robots are going to end mm-hmm. the world. <laughs> uh and he's like, "Well, when before we had AIs okay. like uh, robots like machines couldn't know that like we were using them for services but like now we've started to play god and <laughs> and the machines know that we're taking advantage of them <sighs> hate this dude uh, there is also, um, someone has started a group on Robot Friend Finder called RFF Lovers Against New, uh, Terms of Service. Uh, people have been leaving comments about how much they hated the new Terms of Service. Uh, people have been emailing to protest them. Uh, Carol Coldoil, uh, puts up a statement on the website that says, Hello, robot community. <laughs> <It> <laughs> sorry i'm just like reading that in the same cadence of like hello lgbt community yeah how do you do fellow robots (laughs) how do you do um hello robot community it was not my intention to cause such a stir with this most recently updated terms of service i believe that this is a simple misunderstanding which cannot be easily solved to rectify this situation i have scheduled a live streaming press conference at this press conference, I will be fielding chat room questions after a short statement. Hopefully, I will be able to help you understand the need for the new terms of service. I will assure you that Robot Friend Finder wants nothing more than to provide you with the best possible dating experience. Hmm. Okay, well, I trust her. Sounds good. Yeah. He's he's probably being legit. Mm-hmm. So they get a link for a uh, a U stream that is going to be on June sixteenth, uh, twenty or I was going to say twenty nineteen, two thousand nine. Sorry, I was this... about to say why is it on U stream and not Twitch? Uh-huh. And then I remembered, oh yeah, yeah, Twitch didn't exist in two thousand nine. It's back on Justin TV. Man, does U stream still exist? I clicked the link. It looks like it exists. Exists as, uh, relatively speaking. Here, let me... Yeah, it exists. Huh. Oh, it, I guess it was bought by IBM. Weird. I went to, I went to Ustream and it, it redirected to video.ibm.com. So, no. It's been consolidated. Huh. Well, anyways. Pour some out for Ustream. So the next thing that happens 
uh, is that uh, Pastor Ned has a new uh, disciple of the 36 uh, named Paul, who is a former robot wrestler who went by the Leatherman. Dear Lord, the Leatherman. The Leatherman. Now, this is uh, a guy that wrestles robots, not a robot who is a wrestler, correct? Yes. No, he, okay. he is a guy who wrestled robots. And he does, if, in case you were wondering, wear a Mexican wrestling mask. Always. my Always yes. my first yep. thought. When yep. you say it's a wrestler, my thought is, are they a masked wrestler? Is yep. this a luchador? Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> he does wear one. Hell yes. I'm actually swapping sides. I'm all in on the Leatherman. <laughs> uh, and what he has to say about this is, so in honor of the path God walked me down, I wear the mask he has put in my hands, the mask that stared into the cold optic lenses of countless machines as they gasped their last zeros and ones, the mask that will stare down death as we approach the coming reconfiguration. Jesus Christ. I, I love I- This is a good villain. I want to say I love this guy, but like I hate this guy, but this guy's great. Yeah, I mean, I can get into a robot wrestler villain. Uh, and then uh, Oliver has a has a date. Oh, hell yeah. Oliver, has it going? How'd it go? Uh, Ollie has his date with uh, the cyborg, Max. Um, right. And they go to the zoo together uh, in New York. Hell yeah. Uh, and there's a video uh, about it. Uh, Max appears in the video. Uh, Oliver gives her a card and a gift. Uh, Tim also comes on the date to film it, as he does. <laughs> as he does, yeah. Like friends do. It's a very, like, you, me, and Steve situation they have going on here. <laughs> See, I'm just here like, tell me more, tell me more. Like, does she have a car? <laughs> and uh, Tim is a little bit of a jerk in this video. Oh. Well, you see your friends start dating people, and it's like, oh, they have less time to be my friend now, and it gets a little awkward. I get it, Tim. And so, of course, people uh, continue to be like, what if Tim is actually evil? <laughs> I hope you're not seeding this early, so I get let down by my good buddy Tim later on in the in in the, uh, in the, in the <laughs> later on in the game. I just love when ARG players suddenly decide to turn on a character for no reason. <laughs> it is just truly and endlessly funny to me. <laughs> Fuck Tim. All my homies hate Tim. Like, I, I feel like we've both seen situations like that before where people are like, they just get like a single whiff of the idea that a character has ulterior motives and are like, this guy is my enemy. <laughs> yeah, they're just hundred percent just like, ah, well, fuck him. Shame. <laughs> uh, and so the next thing that happens is the uh, the press conference uh, with the the terms of service, and Carol Coldoyle says they're gonna reinstate the old terms of service immediately, but this is going to cut back the rollout of the thirty six uh, characteristics that they were hoping to do. So they're going to go back to the drawing board to kind of figure out how to implement uh, the 36 characteristics, uh, but they still want to match people up. So they're going to do a robot speed dating event. Ooh, that sounds cool. Which is going to be a live meetup. Okay. Uh, At ArgFest. Neat. Okay. 
which was like a convention for our uh, players and, and people and such. That's one of those things that's like, it's a really good idea based on like the audience that you want and what you're doing, but it also feels a little too like yeah on the nose and like, ah, yes, you're definitely an ARG, huh? Like as much as I'm kind of anti this is not a game it is a little too much to for me it's a little weird to be like yeah we're doing an arg convention i imagine it was much easier in like 2009 when the our community was more consolidated that i mean if you want to if you've got like outside of just like a the people involved in this are playing our game what does that mean they have in common well they like args so if there's anything that we can like definitely plan on them being semi interested in doing at a meetup arg fest might be a good place for them like I, that makes a lot of sense to me so yeah so they find out that there uh, is going to be this uh, robot speed dating event at arg fest um they also uh carol cold oil also takes questions and people a lot of people in the chat pester him about uh lugnut and the decision to delete lugnut uh Carol gets very defensive and is like, well, Lugnet was malfunctioning and I had every right to uh, delete him and replace him with a better model. Um, chat members p- kind of push back against that. And eventually Carol is like, well, I, I've answered your questions already and shuts off the video, but the audio keeps going. Um, and people were able to hear... Uh, Carol take a phone call from uh, an unknown um, individual and kind of be like, I can't believe nobody bought into my, like, into what I was saying. And they, like, kept Mm. questioning me about this. Um, And then he notices that one of the camera lights is still on uh, and questions Lugnut Mark II about it. um, And then the audio cuts out. Okay. Turns out, Cold Oil's a bad guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> he is being set up as, like, a Mark Zuckerberg type. I I will say, in, in Cold Oil's defense, it would be a little weird if I was, like, doing a live stream about a thing and people were just like, how come you shut down an AI on your service? And it's like, what do you care about that? Because, like, isn't, wasn't Lugnut, like, an internal AI? Like, my question would be, like, how do you all know about that? Like, we, if, if if my company was doing a live stream, people were just like, how come you swapped from Jira to Freshdesk? I'd be like, the fuck does that matter to you? I mean, I guess it's kind of different because it's like AI in this universe are sentient and he did kind of, like, murder one. <laughs> That's fair. It's not like you're murdering Jira. God, I wish. Oh my god, god I, wish I wish. Oh man. Dear lord, that you're speaking my language right now. Ooh, I wish I could. <laughs> I know I said that and I like flashed back to having to deal with a with a Jira ticket earlier this week and I was like, oh, I mean if I could I would. <laughs> if only if only the woodpecker cries. The bark on the tree was as soft as those skies. <laughs> So there's going to be this robot speed dating event at uh, at ArgFest. 
They also find out that the creators of uh, of this arg are going to be there, obviously. They are going to both be there as uh, Ollie and Tim, and then they're going to be on a panel as, like, themselves. What percentage of... The answer to this is probably pretty low, uh, but I, there's a part of me that wonders what percentage of uh, things that happen at ArgFest are real. Just like the uh, the the ratio between like uh, this is a real thing with real people versus this is a speed dating group for this ARG. I, I really wonder what the percentage of is it like ten percent or do you think it gets higher? <sighs> That's a good question. Hey, Michael Anderson, yeah, or hey, Michael. someone else from ArgFest. If you're out there, I'm I'm curious, what percentage of events, official or even just like unofficial, but you've heard, gotten wind of that you know are happening that win- weekend? It's probably lower than I think, but I'm curious. Is it is it greater or lower than 10% of the panels and such are actually fake events to facilitate ARGs or other interactive experiences? Yeah. I realize fake events isn't the right terminology, and people might bristle at that terminology. But I hope you understand what I mean. What if the what if the arg convention itself was an arg? <laughs> this is our going to a convention arg. We're gonna pretend that we're going to a convention. But like, <laughs> that would be so fun just to put on a fake convention as like <laughs> as like part of an arg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, God, I I can barely afford it, so I'm going to swede that idea immediately and be like, here's a panel at a fake convention. <laughs> One panel. I can rent out a hotel ballroom for two hours, so make it count, y'all. I mean, okay, what's the difference between, like, doing that for, like, a bit or, like, an ARG or whatever and, like, YouTubers trying to th- organize their own conventions? <laughs> yeah, at some point it stops being a bit, right? Like, it's at some point, it's like, I'm doing a fake convention. Like, you could say, like, great, we put on DashCon, uh, a fake convention. At what point does it become real? Like, once you've started having, like, yeah, we made fake programming as a bit. Uh, we've blocked hotel rooms as a bit. It's like, at what point is it just, we did a convention? Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sold tickets as a joke. Yeah, I'm hiring security for the event. Uh, it's really funny. All right, we've got logistics planned out. Uh, we had to rent this out for the next three years, but it's going to pay off. This joke is going to be hilarious. Anyways, we're putting together a board of directors. Like, it's just as a, as a joke. Uh, do you want to be on it? There's some real politics at play, so I'd love to have someone else who's got my back. That's a bit. So uh, so then uh, there's another Muscle of Robots uh, video that goes up, which is uh, Oliver and Max doing a runway walk competition. Um, it's just, it's kind of nothing. It's just like them being cute. Uh, and you find out that uh, Oliver and Max have a second date. Ooh. Uh, they run a poll to see who the winner is. And uh, the, um, the players decide that Max is the winner. Uh, they have their second date. Uh, but then they discover that the date did not go well. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Ollie tweets, that didn't go well. Um, and apparently there was like some kind of incident at the burrito restaurant that they went to. Uh, Ollie didn't 
get or uh, Max didn't get to finish her dinner because she like got up and left maybe in the middle of the date uh Ali was very mad about like Chuck being casual about it uh and people were like why was Chuck there on the date <laughs> um yeah uh but also Tim was there because he was filming it um and... Yeah, I will say I didn't. I I uh, I didn't date much. Uh, but when I did, I didn't typically bring other women on those dates with us. It's a weird vibe. Uh, Chuck also posted a blog entry talking about how uh she felt like Tim and Ollie were ignoring her, and she was like missing out on stuff while all of her friends kind of like got their lives in order. And so then, uh, the video of the date goes up, and. It turns out kind of what happened is that Max and Ollie ran into Chuck, uh, who was on a date separately at the restaurant, and they were like, oh, okay, we should just, like, all hang out together uh, at this restaurant. (laughs) And it's, like, it's very obvious that Chuck is there because they've, like, said a bunch, like, oh, we are going to be at... uh, like Ali is going to be on a date at this restaurant at this time and it's like very <laughs> obvious that Chuck is just like there at that time to be like oh what a funny coincidence I am also on a date at this restaurant oh weird you all also showed up huh yeah <laughs> I didn't know this was going to happen you didn't put this publicly on the internet I definitely had friends that did that in college when I I went out to dinner with someone. I don't remember what it was, but I don't think it was my fiance now. But I do remember sitting at the restaurant and uh, having a decent time and then looking behind uh, the person I was with and seeing that all of my like college friend group was there looking at me with a shit-eating grin. And I was like, oh no, they're just doing this now. This is great. It's a bad time. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So they all um, end up on this like weird, awkward double date. And also Tim is there. (laughs) (laughs) And then Ollie is like, well, Max and I are leaving. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, and so Max leaves, and then Ollie leaves, um, and people are like, oh, uh, weird that Chuck has, like, inserted herself into this situation, but, like, she probably either has a crush on Tim or has a crush on Ollie, and is, like, expressing it in a weird way. Right, in that, like, oh, I'm gonna force a meetup, oh, I'm gonna, like be coy but also direct in that weird fun way fun is very sarcastic in that sentence <laughs> but no i know exactly what you mean and then the person who's written this guide rowan uh who's also a player of the game uh messages chuck and is like hey we should we should do like a like a girls only scrabble night and it with like chuck and two other players and rowan uh and the players are like okay, we will talk to Chuck during the Scrabble night and figure out what's going on and we will strategize to put this put this <laughs> right. 
I dig that this that this uh this arg kind of supports those like weird social puzzles. Yeah, I like that. Where like the players can see like a weird social situation and be like, okay, we have the means to like reach out to these characters. We're gonna like play a board game together and figure out what the gossip is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just gonna play a little board game and along the way we'll be like so what's up with you and Tim? Yeah. I like that. Which is like which is like a very funny thing to do with like an ARG NPC. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of girls here, little little girl talk, so uh what's up? <laughs> any uh any boys you're interested in? You like stickers? I I'm not really sure what happens during girl talk, but that's stickers and boys is about what I thought it was in elementary school, so does that check out? so yeah so they schedule this like girls scrabble night and they also get uh an actual video from pastor lud they uh they get this video from pastor lud uh teaching them how to back tech quote-unquote a zip drive to safely store a copy of your website Hmm, okay. And what he's actually just teaching you to do is disassemble a floppy yes. disk. <laughs> or wait, maybe disassemble your hard drive? Hold on. <laughs> oh boy. Either way, he's like, Alright, you gotta you gotta open this thing up and you gotta take the chips out. <laughs> because these are the dangerous part (laughs) Uh, and they get a new member of the 36 gospels uh, who is named rockfish uh, and she um, is just weird (laughs) okay she She's, uh, part of her bio is, I am distrustful of electronic forms of entertainment. I much prefer to craft things with my own hands. Okay. All right. She enjoys balloon modeling and fabric painting. What is balloon modeling? I assume, like, twisting balloons into fun shapes. Okay. That makes more sense than I was expecting. Uh, Pastor Led sends out a email um, oh, Rockfish is a player. She's not just an NPC. Okay, that's fun. Okay. Um, I don't know if if the other if the if the Luchador guy is a player. Maybe so though. Coming up with a fake guess... Luchador that hates robots is an incredible NPC or is a credible uh, player it's... fake character to come up with. Yeah, it's really good. My God. Uh, I guess these are all players. So yeah, holy shit. Damn. Good job on that one. Hell yeah. All of the, the, the people who are becoming disciples uh, get emails. Uh, they get one uh, telling them about a, uh, a robo-revisionist Bible that's coming out. Okay. And they also... Uh, oh, no. Okay. I think Paul is an NPC because there's like stuff about Paul in here uh, telling them to contact him. Uh, and it's like... If any of so you have to contact Paul, and if any of you have important visions, you have to tell me because we are all becoming part of a larger organ of God. <laughs> oh boy! 
<laughs> oh, Pastor Lud. I like that that he says the video tubes or web pages or even on the emails. <laughs> oh, just like my granddad. Perfect. Uh, they they figure out that the Robo Revisionist Bible he's talking about is um a real book called God in the Reach of Reason. Uh, and they're like, okay, maybe we need to use that for later. And then Rockfish emails him back uh, and gets a link to a painting of a crucified robot Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the whole interaction there, I guess. Um, I'm I'm not reading all of his emails word for word, but they are just like paragraphs on paragraphs of like completely batshit like fake religious rhetoric sure 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 <laughs> he talks about uh their their uniforms um and how he wants them to be orange and brown uh, and he says i would not have went for oranges and browns as a man thinking a man's thoughts but god had a different plan and i now see how perfectly balanced between robo intimidation and stealthiness is your and paul's great war armor from a robot perspective you will appear as a decayed tree trunk or a pile of autumn leaves and then as his secondary scan reveals the outline of your limbs your horrible visage will trigger his alert system and cause a moment of confusion that will be extremely advantageous <laughs> 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 then he may then he may have seconds to analyze your tools and a holy orange robo organ vessel to realize what exactly the heck is happening up in here it may not be fear as we know it but in the robot world you are the equivalent of that fish that looks like a rock but has a tongue that looks like a worm <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy I feel like whoever wrote these emails just, like, had a lot of fun writing them. That's just, like, the sense that I get. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so they get a bunch of, like, batshit emails from, from the pastor, as, as you do. Okay. And the next thing that happens is that uh, they find, in the middle of uh, the gospel number five, they have a new lug nut puzzle uh, with a bit.ly hidden in, like, a couple frames of the video. Okay. And so they get the uh, the bitly. Uh, it goes to a hidden file on God Hates Robots, where they uh, they see one of uh, Pastor Ludd's like photo shoot photos that they found way back at the beginning, and it has some binary uh, in the source code that says "close but no cigar." This is a dead end. Take a look at the image it will point you in the right direction okay uh and the image has some like weird dodecahedrons in it and they're and they realize that they have to print out the image and physically cut it up to make some dice okay they have to kind of finagle the image so that they can print it out use the dodecahedron uh shapes to fold it up into dice and some of the the faces have numbers and some have stars. Um, and what they have to do is um, they have to position the dice in a way so that the stars have the same orientation. And then they rotate the one of the dice to the right and then they have to find what number is on the corresponding face of the other die. Okay. 
And then those numbers in sequence are their next bitly. Okay. I can show you a picture of what these dice look like because <laughs> there is one on this website. I was going to say, I, I'm not sure that I get it, but I, I'm i glad they figured it out. <laughs> yeah, the the picture is just really doing nothing for me. It really does. Yeah. I. <laughs> Good work, team. Good job. I'm proud of you. All right. So what did this number get us? Uh, so it gets them an, a, another bitly. Okay. Um, which gets them to another hidden file, uh, which is a outtake from one of the gospel videos. Okay. And it has a note in binary in the source that says, I recovered this from Lud's recycling bin this morning as he was editing his latest sermon. He gets so worked up, he goes off on these wild tangents, but then gets embarrassed and deletes them. Maybe it'll give you a little more insight into the man. Um, and he, uh, and so this is, a, like, a deleted scene from the gospel of, um, of Pastor Ludd talking about how, uh, he used to have a best friend who was a robot, uh, he worked in a factory, and, uh, he, his, uh, his job was, like, outsourced to a robot, um, and he like was switched to doing a different part of the job and he like despised this robot tom um but they ended up working in very close proximity uh and they ended up becoming friends um and he was like yeah that was that was my friend tom um and i love that guy but then he he tells a story about how they were he was like on uh, a date with his wife and also like his friend Tom was there the robot um, mm-hmm. and his uh, they got dropped off after this like nice night that they had uh, and his wife got hit by a car and Tom was like hey that car was going exactly 35.7 miles per hour and Pastor Lud was like if you had time to calculate how fast the car was going why didn't you have time to like save my wife from being hit by a car? Uh, and Tom was like, well, I wasn't programmed to save, to like use my robot abilities to save your wife. <laughs> I'm, I'm an accounting robot. I'm not a wife saving robot. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I have, I have spring loaded arms, but I can only use them to work in a factory. Huh? Okay. Raises a lot of questions about robot autonomy in this universe, but that that's a bummer. I'm sorry for uh, Pastor Ludd's wife. Don't think it's a reason to hate all of robots, but here we are. I feel like it's a reason to hate the people who program the robots. Yeah, like if anything that's where you go like, "Hey, how come you specifically have robots planned like programmed to actively not save people?" What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a reason to be like, "Well, the robots are going to uprise and kill us and and they're all made by Satan." Like you're so close to getting the right idea. <laughs> He's so yeah, close! Exactly, exactly. It's like, hey, how come this robot wasn't made to save people? And it's like, well, maybe ask the people that made it. And he's like, no, it's the robot that's wrong. The robot themselves and no one else. 
definitely shouldn't look at why someone wouldn't want a robot to be able to, you know, act against the people that made it if it would save another human being. Definitely don't look at the capitalist class for that. Only do <laughs> accounting work. <laughs> oh, and then Tim uploads another one of his invention videos, which is like, hey, you should have somebody sent me an idea that I'm reading now, uh, which is that you should you should make a pocket just to keep your iPod in when you're like on a jog or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> buddy that's a purse that's just a bag you can carry that with you i have a backpack it's got a lot of pockets one of which is specifically for a phone oh boy i love tim tim's a wonderful idiot tim's pretty good he's I mean, at this point, it's just like people are sending him ideas to kind of troll him into making an asshole of himself. Yeah, absolutely. So then uh, they, uh, the people who contacted Lugnut on Robot Friend Finder get a message that says, Keep an eye out. I'm sending you something through the wires. You'll need to go pick it up, though. I'll send you the coordinates tomorrow when it gets there. Uh, and so people finally start getting their stuff in the mail. Ooh. Yeah. And and Rowan, who wrote this guide, uh, gets a printout of a shredded letter that the players are able to piece back together, which says, My dear friend Mr. Cold Oil, enclosed in this picket in this packet is instructions for my thirty six disciples to carry out on the day of reprogramming. I wanted to firstly thank you all I wanted to firstly thank you for all you've done thus far. Without you, my vision would be nowhere near as close as it is today. In just a few short weeks, if everything goes according to plan, you will have helped me and my disciples eradicate all of robot kind and their filthy evil ways. You plan to access their mainframes using the 36 characteristics. It's very cunning. But do you see how the tre- but do you see now how the treacherous robots will use the power of Satan to see right through our divine will? I know you have supported my vision from the onset, and I know I am paying you a princely sum for your allegiance to God, but do you now see how satan infects the memory of all robots regardless we are forced to move on to plan b at this point your role has changed slightly since we began we are going to manually override the robot systems using my 36 hidden substations which will be the work of my 36 disciples your task since you have become so adept at it is to distract the robots until i can fulfill the plan set forth in the prophecies keep up your charade tell them you are going to host an event for them maybe a speed dating game or something keep them distracted let them forget the dics and its disciples even exist then on the glorious day of reprogramming we will pull the rugs right out from underneath them robot sympathizers will cry out on that wonderful day as their devil machines begin to go offline around them but someday when the rapture comes they will all thank us for what we did Go with God, Pastor Ned Ludd, <laughs> devotional Indiana community service. Yeah, I just don't get how you get to that from a robot didn't rescue my wife once. I do like how Pastor Ludd is uh, setting up his own anime villain squad. We're getting like the 36 member Akatsuki for hating, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>! hating robots. <laughs> for hating robots. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Also, uh, what was the thing? What did he call it? The the great day of reprogramming or something like that? Yeah, the uh, the fucking uh, the glorious day of reprogramming. 
that's an incredible uh, title for a thing. It's I, really I, good. Yeah. The <laughs> Getting ready for the grand reprogramming. Oh, hell yeah. I'm excited to learn more about that. <laughs> huh. All right. And so, yeah. And so this the speed dating event is simply a diversion to keep everyone from discovering the the secret mechanisms going on yeah it's it sounds like they're using um like robot friend finder and those events to like uh distract folks but also like i don't know if you hate robots it probably does really good to have a website that tracks robots on it you know just like if like it'd be like if the Westboro Baptist Church was like great we're gonna set up a dating app like we're gonna set up Grinder uh, that way like like that's fucked up <laughs> welcome to big tech scary to find a church that almost understands it even if they don't know how a computer works uh, and so then uh, kind of simultaneously <laughs> sorry I'm realizing there are a group of people that doesn't know how an individual uh, computer works but does understand understand big data structures. Which is very funny to me. I uh, don't know how to use my printer, but the algorithm that we've developed is sublime. <laughs> so, so simultaneously to uh, to these kind of like big, large scale revelation type things happening, mm-hmm. they do the the girls only Scrabble night. Ooh, the important shit. Okay. Yeah, the important shit. The important girls only scrabble night. Like who 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 cares about the evil pastor and the evil robot CEO are in cahoots that are gonna do like a a day of reckoning. This is the shit that we care about. Yeah, tell me more, tell me more. Did you get very far? Uh and they find out that Chuck has a crush on Ollie. Hell yeah, of course she does. How do you not? Ollie's great. And they're like, and oh, Tim's an have... idiot, so yeah. And they're like, oh, we have Ollie's phone number. We can call him. Uh, and so one of them calls Ollie and is like, hey, you and Chuck should like go out for dinner on Sunday. <laughs> It's just delightful. I, I love this. I, I love this. Yeah, I, w- I was kind of kidding about, like, pushing everything else to the side. No, I'm not kidding now. This is great. I'm way more... In- I <laughs> Great day of reprogramming. I don't care. Give me the rom-com. Give me the ARG specifically about setting these two up. That's my primary game focus. I do kind of like, though, that, like this is a situation where both things can be going on at once and it mm-hmm. like doesn't feel weird that mm-hmm. both yeah, things 100%. are going on at once. Yeah, 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 100%. It's better it's probably better that both things are happening at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. I like that I like that we could have like the rom-com plot and then also the stuff going on. But yes, I care more about this. Um so they they mm-hmm. call Ollie uh, which is very fun, uh, and and this all happens in real time, and they're like, "Hey, you should go and get dinner with Chuck," um, 
And Ollie's like, okay, you've convinced me. And they go back and they tell Chuck and they're like, all right, you've got a date with Ollie. Ooh. This is very fun because like, this is another one of those things where I feel like almost like a, a, a social puzzle, but it's so like weird and loosey goosey that like maybe it wasn't intended to ever pan out this way. Uh-huh. Or like the players are taking more agency in this part of the narrative than maybe they were necessarily supposed to. <laughs> but I think that that's very fun is the thing. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's very fun that this is the way that it's developed. And it's fun that they have so many like avenues to contact and interact with these characters that it's like not weird or sneaky necessarily to be like oh, we've seen in this video that, like, Chuck is having a weird time. Maybe we should, like, contact her and see if she wants to hang out. And, like, and then they have Ollie's phone numbers so they can be like, oh, we can call Ollie and talk to Ollie about the Chuck thing. And that's not weird either. Mm-hmm. It's just neat. I like how all of these, like, moving pieces are coming together, maybe in ways that, like, the the GMs didn't necessarily intend yeah, I like this a whole lot. So then um, people were having some some troubles uh, picking up their packages, but they eventually uh, got all of them. And what the packages were were six documents that Pastor Ned was trying to send out to his 36 disciples. But only five people got packages, so there maybe was a mystery six package out, out somewhere out there. And... Uh, They got a message from Lugnet that said, I just blocked these six documents from being sent out to LUDS 36. They seem to be some sort of cult-like symbols. I thought I would send them your way to get an extra set of eyes on them. Not really sure what this means. Perhaps some new plan that LUD is cooking up. I am sure he will figure out that these had not been sent to his 36 and will try to resend it to them. I think I can hold him off for a week at least, though. Let me know what you find out. I wasn't able to send this through the mail. My lack of corporeal form presents a problem. Hopefully you will be able to get them okay and so the the six documents are basically an instruction manual for the day of reprogramming um and it gives kind of like an overview of the mission uh the date that they have to complete uh their tasks by uh where to find the tasks that they have to do and the password to an input device that they have to put in um, and the missing page uh, is supposed to tell them where to find that input device. Okay. The so the first uh, the first page was a text block that was a visionaire cipher uh, spaced so that it forms the word God uh, with the letters, uh, and it was a visionaire cipher with the keyword of God. Uh, And it said, Hello, my 36 glorious disciples. In this packet are the instructions you will carry forth to make real my vision of a world free from the sinful grips of robot kind. You have heard me preach about the great day of reprogramming when robots who are wired into the grid all rise up against humanity and destroy us all. 
but I don't intend to allow that to happen. We will use the interconnected grid to destroy all robots on our glorious on our own glorious day of reprogramming. There are currently substations all over the world. By the day of reprogramming, 36 of those substations will need to be activated using a code provided in these documents entered into input devices contained in the substations. These are your instructions. Page 2 contains special instructions for one of you that you are welcome to read to be better prepared for the glorious day of reprogramming. Page 3 contains a simple puzzle to give you the date in July that you will need to activate the 36 substations by. Page 4 will hint at how to find the location of the substations. Page 5 contains the clues necessary to find the four-digit passcode you will need to enter into the input devices. And page 6 contains the key to all this, where exactly to find the input device once you, disco once you discover a substation. So page two was the letter uh, to Carol Cold Oil that I already read. Uh, page three of six was a paradox probability uh, puzzle. Okay. Uh, which was a girl robot and a boy robot fall in love and get married. They have two kid robots or whatever they're called. One of them is a girl robot. Given the probability of each gender is one half, what is the probability that the other kid is also a girl robot? Uh, it'd be another one half, right? That's probability. Well, people thought that it suggested a value of one third, I think, is what they got from it. Um, and so they got July 13th out of the date, um, which I think made sense to them because it would give them all of the weekend prior to complete uh, the the like input devices. Are they money hauling it? That's not maybe. I. I don't think that's right. Maybe it's not because the the. the, the they might they might be wrong. If yeah, if something has a if if something has a one in, one and two odds of happening, the results of a different thing panning out does not change the odds of that thing happening, right? Am I money hauling myself? I don't know. Listeners, if you don't know what the what I'm talking about, or if you do know what I'm talking about and I'm wrong, let me know. Actually, if I'm wrong, don't tell me. If you know what I'm talking about and I'm right, message me and say you were right. Shoot me a tweet, at co-host Sherms, just at co-host Sherms, you are right. It's all I've ever wanted to hear. It's the best tweet I'll receive in my entire life. So uh, let me know. I don't understand anything about probability, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to trust Andrew on this one. The fourth page they didn't have a they didn't have a picture of, uh but they got the solve uh Dothcom 136 substation and people were like, "Well, that doesn't really give us the locations or anything. What is this supposed to mean?" And they eventually kind of figured out that maybe there was going to be one substation per member of the 36. Uh but they weren't totally sure if that was right. Uh, the fifth page asked them to basically solve how many how many people were entered in the 1960s Olympics, uh, which was okay. 5,338. Um, okay. So the code would be 5338, or if specifically it was looking for just the number of men, it would be 4727. Okay. Uh, the next thing that happens is that Max makes a video basically breaking up with Ollie. Oh, well, that that paves the way for Chuck and Ollie to, to get exactly. together. So this is like, fine. We know, that, 
we know that Chuck and Allie are going on a date, so this is fine, actually. And and their last date didn't go very well anyways, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Max is basically like, yeah, it was weird. Uh, Allie's friends were always around. You know, Tim mm-hmm. was always around. <laughs> and we would, like, get weird looks from people in public. Uh, and I don't want to have my heart broken again by another robot, so... I had to end it, but uh, my phone gets jealous when I hang out with other computers too much, so it's been blocking <laughs> all of my calls, <laughs> so I had to make a video. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's really funny. That's like the funniest way to explain making a plot important video. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to air out our uh our interpersonal drama in a YouTube video. Uh here's a reason why that would be a good idea. The only reason it's not even a good idea in the end of the games, but it's still a good explanation. <laughs> Normally when I have beef, I just air it out over uh I usually just make a TikTok uh just to air out my personal drama, which works really well, so <laughs> And then they get another uh they get another podcast from Pastor Ludd. Okay. Uh, and he talks about why why humans shouldn't date robots. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> he also talks about how Satan and Jesus are like conjoined twins and like you can't say okay. that Satan is stupid because he was like split off from Jesus and became the darkness. Okay, so- say more about this. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me read this transcript to you. <laughs> Why do you think Satan is stupid? Do I? Do I think he's stupid? Because when Satan was split at the leg from Jesus and became the darkness and the lightness were divided, it was at this time that you must realize that if you are saying that Satan is a stupid being, a stupid spirit, then you're also saying that Jesus is because it was his brother and they were connected at the leg. Dear Lord. <laughs> That's a take. It's a take. It is certainly a take. Oh, Boy. So the next video is a fun one. Uh, Ollie and Chuck are supposed to go on their date, uh, but Ollie has forgotten uh, and accidentally scheduled a date with someone else from Robot Friend Finder. And Chuck ends up having to film their date. Okay. Uh, and the date has, like, extremely weird bad vibes, obviously. Oh, no. Uh, and Ollie's. Uh, and Ollie's date leaves, and Chuck is like, "Well, do you still want to get dinner?" And Ollie's like, "Yeah, we can, we can still get dinner." Uh, and and then they they go get dinner off camera, and they both say later on social media that it was nice. Wait, I think I misunderstood. Ollie has a date with someone else that Chuck films. Yes. Oh, I bet those vibes are super bad. Yeah. Ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh my, how, hmm. Hey, uh, uh, do you want to go on a date? Um, side note, uh, I do have to film my dates. It's a long story. Um, normally my buddy Tim films it, uh, but this time my friend Chuck will be filming it. And, uh, side note to that, uh, we also have a date scheduled for later, just as a heads up FYI. Uh, hope that's cool. Uh, anyways, you want to go get tacos? Oh, boy. 
But apparently the the date that Ollie and Chuck went on was nice. Hell yeah. Good for you. Just like the absolute weirdness of having to film a date with someone else and then be like, well, do you still want to go get dinner after like the other person like <laughs> is like, this isn't working and leaves? Yeah, we both know how bad that was. So you want to just go get dinner? God. Yeah. Uh, so so the next thing that happens is that they uh, they actually figure out what the 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 solve for the uh, the package that they couldn't get a picture of uh, is because they get they get the picture, um, and it is a Bible verses puzzle, and it's just uh it's just a regular book cipher uh with Bible verses, but it specifically tells them like what editions of the Bible they have to use for each verse. Okay. And so they get uh, the solution doth come slash uh, 36 substation. Um, and then they have to add in uh, a picture that came with the package and they get dot com slash 36 substation. Uh, and okay. It... So the, the picture that came with it was a bird. So they figured out that it was a Twitter. So they go to twitter.com slash 36 substations. Oh, neat. And they find uh, Pastor Ned's, Pastor Ludd's secret Twitter. Okay. Uh, and he has uh, three cryptic tweets. Love a good cryptic tweet. Yeah. Uh, his tweets are like oceans of water, like skies full of air. These ubiquitous stations are everywhere. Austria's hills were filled with sound the year our stations first broke ground. For many years, running tabs made things gratis, but now the substations hide our apparatus. Uh, and they realize that the, the second one is referring to the sound of music. Yeah. Um, but they can't figure out if the year is the year that the sound of music is set, uh, the year the play debuted, or the year the mo- like the movie musical debuted. Okay. That is kind of where they get stuck. Okay. Um, and then Pastor Ned puts up uh, Gospel 30, or sorry, Gospel 6. I almost said 36 because I've been reading uh, <laughs> the number 36 so fucking often in this. Yeah. Um, puts up Gospel 6. Uh, it doesn't really talk about a whole lot, mostly that he's uh, nervous that his, his disciples haven't been checking in with him. Uh, and he he demonstrates some some taekwondo moves that he's going to use to fight the robots. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask Sam which taekwondo moves she thinks are going to be best for fighting robots. Uh-huh. And kind of while all of this is going on, uh, Chuck and everyone else have been kind of trying to sell on the idea of dating humans instead of robots. So Chuck puts up a blog entry kind of like trying to highlight uh the the good traits that humans have <laughs> uh and people are encouraged to comment on it and uh expand upon cool reasons for robots to date humans cool reasons you should date a human uh one i'm very cute uh sorry uh, they're very cute uh, i'm talking about them in general uh two um we like tacos <laughs> Oh, I, it's very funny to uh, have to convince a robot why your species is worth dating. 
Um, and so, and so then they find out from Ollie that, uh, Ollie was actually the recipient of the sixth page, uh, that Lugnut had sent out of, uh, of the pastor's instruction guide. Um, but, but Ollie and Tim had gone camping, uh, and Ollie has not posted the page yet. Okay. Uh, and so... Ollie and Tim put up a camping video that is just mostly them in the woods. And Ollie is like, hey, Chuck's being weird. And and Tim is like, well, maybe she has, like, feelings for you. They, they have, like, a, a very weird and, like, awkward conversation about chuck and ollie's like well i think chuck's feelings are her own business and i don't want to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and and when tim puts up this video he says uh hey uh i have some i have some business to do next week so chuck and ollie are going to be making the next video and people are like hmm that's the weekend that the 36 disciples are supposed to be carrying out their mission. <laughs> no, stop it. Go back to robots e- talking about feelings. They're still just all in on the evil on the evil Tim thing. I don't think Tim's evil. I think Tim's an idiot. I think yeah, I mean it's it is hard to tell at this point if like he's evil or if he just like happens to be saying a lot of stupid shit that like is lighting up in in like the players minds as <laughs> <laughs> sure like i could see how they're drawing the connection i mean this one might be the most obvious of like oh he says he's gonna like be doing important business on the weekend that like mm-hmm that we know there's like bad shit going down. Yeah, I'm I'm um, busy during the great reprogramming. Also, he's yeah. like, "Boy, we should reprogram you, huh?" And it's like, "Hmm. The fuck is up, Tim?" I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. It seems like a lot of effort to go through for this one robot. Like, yeah. we need to reprogram this robot specifically. Time to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> Uh, and then Pastor Ned makes some new tweets uh, that say, The substation's true face is growing clear. One of its founders is named for a deer. Our central hub is in 203, but the substations themselves are all over it, you see. Okay. People guessed that the 203 thing was an area code, uh, which mm-hmm. would have put it in Connecticut, uh, which was where Oliver and Tim were camping. Okay. So perhaps that was the connection. Uh, and then okay. Ollie, Ollie got the scan of the sixth page, and it said, uh, The days of reconfiguration are upon us. Only the folding of time stands in the way of the impending battle. We will face the most horrific enemy known to mankind. Witness this document holds the sixth key. The input device awaits. And... It had a graphic on it that you had to actually fold with the numbers lined up, and it looked like a soda dispenser. <sighs> oh, Andrew, I think we're—I—I I, I think we know where this one is going because we've done it. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is something that we did once. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
They made a soda cipher. So people started Googling for fast food restaurants based in Connecticut. And they found that Subway had been founded in 1965, (laughs) which was the year that Sound of Music came out. (laughs) Okay. So the clue is to go to a Subway and I guess put in that code of like, well, so the number of people that were in the uh, in the Olympics, so you'd go in and what? Put in the take uh, a cup five, and three, do the, three, the f- what was it? Five three. Okay, so you do like the fifth drink, the third drink, the third drink, the eighth drink. Swirl it around, take a sip. Wonder why you just mixed root beer with uh, <laughs> cherry cream soda? Yeah, we did this once <laughs> in an ARG where the code was to press like. Uh, different lengths of time for different sodas <laughs> in an order. <laughs> I will say um, their iteration on this is much better because they didn't ask for specific drinks like we did. Because apparently uh, drink stations are a lot less standardized than I gave it credit for. Uh, so there were a lot of people that were like, this thing doesn't have cherry soda or whatever. Or you know what it was? We asked for we said a uh, a Pepsi Spire machine. Um, those that like the freestyle machines, but for Pepsi. But they weren't like not all of them have like cherry syrup or whatever in them. So people were just like half the shit you asked for isn't here. I did my best. Here's a video. <laughs> I'm so sad to learn that we weren't the first ones to do it, and we were scooped I, by an entire yeah. ten years. <laughs> This does make me kind of sad. I mean, I saw this video on the uh, when I was browsing through the uh, the channel, and I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake! You've got to be kidding me! This is our code." It does make me know that it's a good puzzle, though. Yeah. You know, you know, we're not. Sometimes it's like, is there a reason I'm the only one doing this? I mean, also, can you like imagine being these players and being like, okay, we gotta like go to stations and like put this code into like a keypad or something, <laughs> and then you find out you have to go to the fucking subway. Well, it's the substation. Fuck you! <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I'm done. Dadoy. That's the end of the show. Good night. (laughs) 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 All right. So people have to, uh, they have to go to Subway. Is it before uh, June something and put in this code? That's the deal? Uh, Yeah, they have to do it by, by like July. Yeah, that's the deal. They have to do it before July 13th. Okay. Uh, and so they send a email to Lugnut saying, like, hey, here's what we found. Uh, here's what the plan is. Whatever you do with this is up to you. The pastor sends out a PDF uh, that has kind of final instructions to the 36 disciples saying like hey johnny was supposed to send out my instructions but now he's gone 
I am emailing this from the library and found my passwords I had written down under my keyboard just in case, and I got into this account to send you the instructions. You should find them paper clipped on here. Please take action immediately to break my ancient encryptions and then pay attention very clearly. God. Oh, boy. Of note that this is all written in caps. Like, entirely all caps. <laughs> well it it the first like two and a half paragraphs are in caps and then halfway through the third it becomes a regular case <laughs> <laughs> uh something else i haven't mentioned is that uh pastor ludd's emails have just like a lot of typos and like misspellings and like oh, i can only words. imagine yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he says, uh, the one thing that you cannot fail in is that you must enter the code in exactly as the in, to the input devices in order, and you all must do this without flaw. If ever, if any one of you makes a mistake or fails to do their mission, this will not work. And for God's sake, if you are going to make a mistake, well, just don't. If that code <laughs> accidentally gets entered in backwards, you will undo all of the progress of the 36, and we may as well just put out a red carpet for the robosexuals at that point and invite them to dinner to kill us all (laughs) i need to like send you a screen cap of what this looks like because i'm losing my goddamn mind that's so funny to like that it's so funny i love that they're um they have like players have basically like hijacked their emails basically and that the way that they move forward with this is to be like we're gonna (laughs) <laughs> that's a very funny email um just all cap and garbage um but the uh that their their solution is like great we're gonna tell people definitely don't do this as their thing that's really good i love that a lot just message it sure would be a shame if someone were to come to our spot and put in the code wrong oh boy that would destroy everything wouldn't really want that <laughs> I like that it ends with, I wish I could see every stinking single case of Lady Needs This Computer. <laughs> I will try to make an inspirational video for you, but not sure to work all that, how to work all that stuff without Johnny. <laughs> That's incredible. The sheer number of exclamation points in this email is uh, mind-blowing. It's great! <laughs> Uh, this is uh, some real letters from Grandpa Energy. I will make sure that I include a, include a screenshot of this email in the uh, in the show notes. Oh man, yeah, please do. I need other people to see this and like understand. All right, so we we know what's up. So is it just is it on? Are we just like in enter the code mode? Yeah. So they have to enter the code backwards in order to stop the the disciples. Uh, and and further the the robot kind agenda, I guess. And so uh, Johnny uh, writes an email back to Rowan uh, and explains the lore of the substations. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and says. Uh, 
My good friend Rowan, thanks for the final clue. This all makes perfect sense now. Ludd's fantasy of an electrical grid system is not far from the truth. It is true that there is a pulsing network of electricity that can instantaneously transmit data nearly everywhere, but is not as near it is not nearly as overarching as Ludd might think. The substations that were incorporated into the drink machine at every subway restaurant were conceived of in a time where there were many more people like Ludd, <laughs> manipulative and untrustworthy of robot kind, an unfortunate relic of a more robophobic time. They were designed to be used to stop a robot-fueled human holocaust, a delusional fantasy that was never realized. Because as all humans now realize, robots are harmless, almost more human than many humans are. Hold up, I need a minute. I just, I just ran ahead to the next paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> Over fifty years ago, thirty-six titans of industry conceived of this plan. <laughs> <laughs> To build a substation, perhaps even several substations, in every city big enough to incorporate them. So that no matter where these 36 men were, they could enter the code into the input devices and immediately fry the memory banks of robots around the world. Luckily, these men were not without their sympathies. There is a kill code incorporated into the design, one that will deactivate all the substations, every robot, through all time. Oh. <laughs> who, who put the that into that? The Titans of Industry and keep up. Yeah, but who puts the countermeasure in? One Titan of Industry that was like, ah, my own special little betrayal they, code. They were not without their sympathies, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> if Lud wants a war, we oh, will give boy. him one. Go to the substation, make sure to do it sometime by the 12th, and enter the code from Lud's documents backwards. I will work on putting up a site to track the amount of codes entered successfully. We will need the backwards code to be entered from 36 different subway restaurants and make sure to take a picture. I am working on a site to track all of this and will provide you an email to send the pictures later this evening. Get the message out. We must make sure that Led's plan is not realized. You and your friends are RoboKind's last hope. Can we just talk about the lore? The lore that's been incredible it just suddenly been dumped onto us here <laughs> look martin i don't know what to tell you bigotry takes many forms and often hides in the people of power i you know um <laughs> so they built in secret doomsday devices at subway it makes sense this is how they got jared you know on 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 that note, on on that note of Jared, uh, they did get a final clue from Pastor Ned's Twitter that was, "My final riddle is more opaque for our station's commercials." Jared Fogel did make. <laughs> My last clue is, it's Subway. It's fucking Subway, y'all. They, you know, um, eat eat fresh. Uh, it's them. They really just shook their shook their players by the shoulders and we're like hey guys you, you gotta go to subway 
I didn't know this has been a secret subway ARG all along. This is a uh, a big plan to sell 36 sandwiches. It was months long in the making. Could you fucking imagine if this arg had actually been sponsored by a subway this whole time? <laughs> like, imagine going through months of this, like, funny sci-fi rom-com arg, and then it's, like, sponsored by Subway. Right, exactly, yeah. If you want to be like Ollie and get uh, his pick of good people, I don't know, eat fresh, Subway. I trying to make a dating joke out of picking <laughs> toppings at a Subway, but I don't know how to make that work in a way that isn't, like, weird. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so we need to put in the codes at Subways to break the spell. I'm very curious, because um, something that I learned during our ARG is, and I don't want to say this to throw shade toward anyone, but you can tell people to go do a thing in the real world, even if it's a pretty easy task you're not going to get very many people to actually do it. So what were the fun? Did we get to our 36? We'll get there. So, uh, so Lugnut sent out a a final email, um, to, uh, the like five trusted friends, um, basically saying like, Hey, if, uh, if the pastor's code gets put in, it will release an EMP that will destroy every robot on the planet, basically. Uh, but if you if you do it right, it'll free all of the robots. And uh, okay. he sets up a website called vivalarobot.com to track how many people have input the code to save the robots or how many people have input the code to destroy them. Uh, and the winners are the robots. Uh, they didn't actually get it entered into 36 subways. <laughs> yeah. uh, they got 10, but okay. they, but the, uh, the opposing side only got seven. Now the secret is you just take 36 videos of yourself doing it at the same subway. Yeah. If anyone challenges you on it, you just say they're subways. They're supposed to look the same. Yeah, exactly. You just like change your clothes in between every, every single one. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's weirder that you changed clothes between each subway. Or I guess they're not all trying to do this in one day. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so they get a video of Tim entering the uh, 8335 uh, code to save the robots. Uh, they get a video of Ollie and Chuck entering the code to save the robots. They find that uh, Lugna and Ram have taken over uh, Robot Friend Finder. And uh, and uh, Carol Cold Oil has apparently fled um and so that's kind of where things are at when when the robot speed dating thing picks up uh but before that <laughs> pastor led uh posts a video of him to uh trying to enter the code at the subway and not uh being able to do it <laughs> he uploads a uh a sermon uh he he emails the disciples and he uploads a sermon talking about like hey i entered i entered my code uh and i i felt like something was like horribly wrong uh when i did it i got close to the machine and i felt like i was gonna die uh <laughs> uh 
and he like has this weird he has this weird breakdown and talks about how like his god is a line of code and he is also actually a robot okay which is like bonkers as a twist but i guess that's what's happening all right (laughs) okay I I did not see Pastor Ludd being a robot coming and almost being unable to put in a code because of it. Yeah. Huh. Okay, this is this is metal as hell. One of the things that he says in, in this is, I've always wondered why I never bled. Jesus. All right. <laughs> All righty then. All right, so Ned's a robot, uh, and he failed. So the, so I guess, unless this is going to take a really weird, very dark turn, I guess the threat of the church is over. Maybe. We'll see what happens. All right. Time for more rom-com action. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, Ollie uh, now has the weekend to himself. Uh, he is, uh, Tim is somewhere on some business thing uh and ollie and chuck uh hang out yay hell yeah yeah and they play video games together uh and then uh ollie kind of um upsets uh upsets her because he he talks about going on dates with girls and chuck is like gotta go bye (laughs) (laughs) the players start kind of Trying to prod Ollie into uh into going over to see Chuck, but Ollie's like, No, I gotta go I gotta get ready for robot speed dating. I don't have time to do that. Okay. Uh, and then robot speed dating happened. Um, and that was apparently they had a little like thing where you can make yourself your own uh your own robot head. <clears throat> cool. For robot speed dating. Um, they had like craft craft supplies that you could use. Um, they met, uh, Tanner, a rep from Robot Friend Finder, who installed, uh, the love.exe program on them, uh, and they had to, they basically all had puzzles, and they had to crack, uh, each other's puzzles, uh, to gain points, um, and they had, like, sealed subroutines that would also give them points that they could, like, crack open once at some point during the event, and basically, it was just like a competition to see who could solve the most uh, of of other people's puzzles in a limited amount of time. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, and Oliver and Oliver was there. Cool, that's really cool. <laughs> and then uh, a video of the speed dating event uh, went up. Uh, it was mostly just like. People, like, ARG people talking, um, Tim and Ollie were there, and, uh, Ollie realizes, uh, while, while talking about his ideal partner that he is in love with Chuck. (laughs) 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 He's like, oh, I like nice girls who like video games, who are funny, and like to hang out with me. And have red hair. And oh no, I'm describing Chuck. I'm in love with her. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. And it's like, holy shit, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, and so then he, he gets back from Portland uh, and he is trying to get back in touch uh, with Chuck. And so he sends an email out to the players um, that says, Hi, everyone. I know a lot of you follow Tim's blog, so I know a lot of you saw this week's episode. Turns out everything I was looking for was right in front of me all along. I can't believe it took me this long to figure it out, but I am in love with Chuck. Problem is, it seems that I was dense and stupid and didn't realize that she had feelings for me right away. And like I do with everything, I have driven her away. She has no idea that I feel the way I do, and I'm afraid I've lost my chance to tell her. She's leaving. I don't know where to. I don't know why. But I need to stop her before she does. I can't imagine life without her. I was stupid last week. I said something that upset her because I was afraid to admit how I really felt about her. And now she isn't answering my calls. She blocked my Twitter account. She isn't responding to emails and she doesn't ever seem to be home. Plus people have been telling me that she's been spending a lot of time with Glenn, who is the guy that she was like on a fake date with, uh, at like the burrito restaurant. I need your help. It took this long to find her and realize my feelings for her. I can't let it slip through my fingers now. Can any of you email Chuck and just tell her how I feel about her and that I need to see her before she leaves? Um, Because she says in one of the videos that she she lost her job and is like moving away from uh, from New York. Um, Okay. And Ollie says, hopefully she gives me one more chance. Thanks, everyone. Uh, And just as he sent that, uh, Chuck also sent out a tweet saying that she won't have internet for a while and won't be able to check her email. All and right. then she puts up. She's got to run to the airport and find her. Yeah. I've seen this movie. So then, uh, so then Chuck, uh, puts up a blog post saying, uh, that she has decided to leave town and move in with Glenn. And she is now <gasps> dating Glenn. I'm sorry. Who's Glenn? So Glenn is the guy that, uh, she was like on a quote unquote, date with oh with the burrito place yeah the okay. burrito place okay okay when she ran into them on the date that she didn't realize quote unquote that she'd be running it gotcha okay oh no she's moving in with the wrong dude she needs to be with ollie what's gonna happen uh and so a lot of people tweeted at her and emailed her and was like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad idea <laughs> Um, uh, but she didn't reply to anybody of course um ollie does not take this well uh he decides to give up basically he's like yeah this is this sucks i am in love with chuck but uh it's not gonna happen so i'm giving up on the blog and i'm giving up on love and i am just gonna wallow in my feelings um and and tim is like what the fuck is wrong with you like you're in love with chuck chuck is also in love with you what is the problem and ollie's like she's moving in with her boyfriend tim and tim is like i mean she's still around for a couple of days you can win her back we can go find her yeah we can find her uh and until then, we'll just, like, get drunk and, and play board games together. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I would just go, but that's fine, too. You've got your plan. I have to appreciate it. It's not like we're on a time crunch or anything. Um, and so Chuck uh, tweets that 
She is leaving uh, New York. She is leaving at 9 p.m. And then she starts tweeting uh, photos of her favorite places in the city as she uh, is um, making her way to the train to leave. And people have to identify these places and then get in touch with Ali uh, either through Twitter or by calling her or by calling him uh, to tell him where Chuck is. so people are like, oh, this is the Brooklyn Bridge. And then Ollie will get there and be like, I ran across the bridge. She's not here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're we're chasing Chuck around the city. I like that. Yeah, and so they, they do this a bunch of times. Uh, they're like, oh, that's Radio City Music Hall. Ollie, you got to go there. Oh, that's like Union Square. Ollie, you got to go there. And she finally ends up in Times Square. Uh, she texts Oliver to tell him goodbye. Um, and then, but then Ali shows up uh, only a couple of blocks away and is like, I'm going to check, I'm going to catch up with her. <clears throat> um, and then the video, the last video, um, shows. Uh, Ollie catching up with uh with Chuck and being like I love you I think that we're meant to be together blah 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 um and I went to this whole speed dating thing and I met a lot of great people but none of them were you and I can't imagine being with anybody else so you can't you can't leave um and Chuck is like oh I'm smiling so big <laughs> and Chuck is like you know, this is kind of a dick move, right? And Oliver's like, yeah, I know. And Chuck is like, I'm still going to stay, though. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And Glenn is literally like, well, best of luck to you. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, time for me to fuck off forever. Uh, and then and then roll credits. <laughs> and then Glenn died on the way back to his home planet. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and that's that's must love robots, baby. That's must love robots. Hell yeah. This uh, is super appara- fun. Apparently there is a uh uh apparently there was a, a podcast interview with the uh with the cast um on the Argnet cast. Which, the link doesn't exist anymore, but it might still be out there somewhere. I'll see if I can't track that down. Well, hell yeah. This is super cool. I really enjoyed this. I did too. This is a great arg. Yeah. we. I The the worst part about this arg is that I have to come up with a new answer to what kind of ARGs do you want to see more of. I know. Because <laughs> uh, this exists now, and I guess more like this is just my new answer. But this is really cool. Um what do you say we rate the game? Let's do it. Hell yeah. So uh, I taking the temperature, I think I know what's up, but how do you feel about the story of this game? I really like it. 10 out yeah, of 10, it's, baby. It, 10 out of 10. This is super fun, super cute, uh, very creative, and it's fun to have this just full, just fun story about robot trying to find some love and his friend and some youtube videos and then like the darker undercurrent of a little bit of a uh, robo society and robo politics i i think this is yeah. a lot of fun 
yeah, uh, more ARGs should be like this. Um, and I, I'm looking forward now that we're done covering it. I do want to go and uh, actually watch all the videos since I didn't really get a chance to do that because I didn't want to spoil stuff as we went along. So I'm excited to check those out, too. Um, but what do you think about the puzzles in this game? Uh, I would. Uh, I like the puzzles. Sorry, I just had to think about it. Yeah, I guess I would probably give them like an eight or a nine. Yeah, I I I think the puzzles in this are really neat. Um, I like the uh, the 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 subway code, even if they're copying our codes ten years before we thought of them. <laughs> um, I I really enjoy all the puzzles that were in this game, and uh, it's fun to have a background event of hacking this uh, sh- a bunch of shitty people. Uh, while also helping our friends fall in love. I'm glad the puzzles weren't like hack Oliver's email account to sign up for dates and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm glad that it was like, hey, let's give you a a real villain to go against while also following a cute story. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I felt like the puzzles were hard, but not like too hard, except for like the, the weird like voltage equation one that they had to build a script for. (laughs) <laughs> yeah absolutely um <laughs> hell yeah uh and how do you feel about the replayability of this one uh i mean pretty pretty low in theory but like the guide is extremely comprehensive so yeah shout out to wonder weasels for having this guide filled up uh there's a whole lot of stuff in this and they did a great job of uh i looked over the stuff from the first half uh a- after uh, we did our episode. There's a lot in this. Just wait. Very well done. I'm going to make sure. I think I included it in the last show notes, but I'll make sure I include it here, too. It's cool. That, uh, it's it's a shame that a lot of the videos and stuff and other um, like the websites involved in the game are gone. Uh, but the YouTube videos that kind of kicked it off and contain the bulk of the like rom-com story are there, which I like. That's the part that matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah and uh, uh last but oh go ahead oh no i was gonna say we gotta rate it on fun yeah i was gonna say last but not least how fun is this one marn did you enjoy it yeah 10 out of 10 baby <laughs> i'm giving this the full 11 this has been great oh yeah no, no no i was gonna say maybe off the charts on the fun on this one <laughs> i i don't know what we're gonna do next but it's probably gonna pale in comparison yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cover like year zero and be like, this one sucks because it's not <laughs> about robots dating. <laughs> uh, this isn't us saying we're doing year zero next. We're gonna find something. <laughs> we might. <laughs> we might. We'll figure something out. Uh, but this, yeah, ten out of ten, eleven out of ten, twelve out of ten, whatever you want to call it for the fun on this one. Uh, this is really great. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm glad that we found a game that was so fun and so unique and interesting and I'm very excited. I would uh I'm I'm excited to track down this uh this uh cast interview thing cuz I really want to hear it. So, uh this has been great. I'm excited to learn any more about it that I can. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Um now I guess that's going to wrap up us talking about Must Love Robots. So, Marn, do you have any recommendations for us this week? I do. Um, I can't remember if it's a recommendation that I've already made, uh, but if I did, it was a while ago, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so uh, my recommendation is that um, the the people who the studio that did Limetown um, has a new has a new podcast out, and I listened to that. But then it made me remember how good Limetown is. So now I'm I'm gonna go back and listen to Limetown. So that's my recommendation for this week. Uh, it is a fictional thriller podcast uh, about a like NPR esque reporter who. Um, is investigating uh this small town called Limetown where like over 300 people just disappeared and were never seen again. I think I listened to the first season of it. Yeah. It's so the first season is really good. The second season was slightly controversial because it takes it in a slightly weird direction. That a lot of people weren't really expecting, I think. I liked okay. the second season. I might be in the minority there. Uh, they also made the first season into a TV show, which I've watched the first couple episodes of, and I need to like actually go back and, and sit down and finish. Oh, I didn't know they made a... I didn't know they did that. Yeah, wow. it uh, it was on Peacock, I think, so not a lot of people watched it. <laughs> that, that checks out for Peacock. Okay. Yep. Um, but um, I need to like actually sit down and watch the rest of it because I watched the first episode. I really liked it. <laughs> cool. I remember I, I think I I listened to the first season and liked it enough. I don't think I liked the finale very much. And then when they were like, "We're making a season two. I was like, uh, I, "It was one of those where you hear it and you're just like, "Why?" Um, but I don't remember why I felt that way. Not to like, I don't want to diminish. Like, oh, no, hey, no, Martin recommended good. this. I'm saying, don't uh-huh. listen to. Not to, not to do that. No, but. no, you're fine because I know like a ton of people felt the same way. Okay, well, good. Glad to hear I'm I'm the majority. <laughs> I um, yeah. Uh, the first season ends on kind of a weird cliffhanger, and then the second season doesn't really make good on that cliffhanger for a while okay i remember it ending on a hang uh, uh, i remember it ending on a cliffhanger that i was like like why make a cliffhanger here or why do that cliffhanger i think is what i i don't remember exactly i don't remember this well enough to know exactly what i didn't like about it but um but i, rem- I remember liking the the first half um I remember I was very scared by one episode because I listened to it in a hotel room and um, things happen in a hotel room in that episode. And I was like, cool. Love the fact that I'm alone here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Limetown. It's it's really good. Um, it gets into some some sci- like sci-fi stuff that I really enjoy. Cool. Well, hell yeah. Um, my recommendation this week, I don't have anything specific to call out. Uh, I haven't really, I've had a, a couple weeks that have just been like, uh, just continuing series that I've been watching in the past. So it's like, Hey, uh, Invincible's still good. Um, but my recommendation would be to check out, um, Uppercut Crit. Um, just Uppercut is a really good website. I think Uppercut Crit is their URL. Um, but they do really good games criticism. Um, you might know the uh, 
The editor-in-chief of the website is uh, Ty, who used to have a podcast on the network here. They were in Interstitial as well as um, the Fallout Boy podcast. Sugar, we're going down podcasting. I couldn't remember the name of that song for a second. Um, but uh, they have a video games, uh, a video game crit. What they did there. But they have a video game crit website that's really good. Um, if you like video games and want to see more diverse discussions of media, uh, I would definitely recommend checking it out. They've got a lot of great uh, podcasts and articles that go up um, each week, and I really like them. So uh, give them a shot. Yeah, uppercut they're rules. Great. I wrote yeah. a. I wrote uh, you've an art- you've yeah. published stuff there too. I <laughs> Speaking did, I did. of writers. <laughs> Speaking for writers of Uppercut, uh, what have you published there, Martin? Uh, just one thing. I wrote an article about Ben Drowned right before it uh, ended. Yeah. Uh, check out Uppercut. They rule. Um, and on that note, I think that's going to do it for us. So uh, until next time, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so by finding us on Twitter. We are together at Argonauts Pod. Otherwise, we are separate. I am at co-host Sherms. I am at Corp Survivors. And if you want to find us by email, you can do so by emailing us argonautspodcast at gmail.com is the address to do that. Um, Otherwise, if you want to support us, you can do so. The absolute best way to do it is just to spread the word. Um, Tell your friends, share us on Twitter, uh, reach out and tell us that you like us. It's uh, it's nice. I, I love hearing from people that they're enjoying the show or what they are liking about it. Um, and it really helps us get the word out and let other people know that we're doing cool stuff. Yeah. Um, beyond that, uh, if you want to support us financially, you can do so at patreon.com. That's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N if you want to make our mistakes. Otherwise, go to Patreon and search for the Argonauts podcast. Um, and with that, I think that's going to do it for us. So until next time, that's Args, baby. <laughs> I was probably insensitive to robots. (laughs) That's ARGS, baby. (laughs) Seen it. Seen it. Don't care. Gross. Babe, you've been scrolling through the queue for hours. Just pick something already. It's not that simple. I'm a man of discerning taste. Oh, yes. Only the finest cat girls for you. Ears must be five inches or more. Anything less would be an affront to Kamisama. Does this sound like you? Does that sound like anyone? If so, we can help. We're two weirdos and we have our own podcast. On our show, Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends, we highlight the best. Not the best. We highlight the most thrilling. Uh, Not that either. We highlight anime? Yes. Odd, amusing, and oddly amusing anime from Japan and beyond. Semi-deep dive discussions, dated references, weep shit. We got it all. Who are you people? You got anything with cat ears? No, forget the cat ears. I want broken mama's boys.